2: This is News Fighters, where we fight the news
1: so you don't have to. With Dylan Behan.
0: Yes, hello, fighters. Welcome to News Fighters for today, January 26th, 2020. Happy Indian Republic Day. I'm your host, Dylan Bain. Later on in the show, I'm going to be talking to acclaimed Aussie comedian Tom Walker.
2: Just because someone else is at the helm of the ship doesn't change the fact that the ship is fucking broken in half. We're going down, dude. We're going down.
0: Okay, now a quick look at some headlines. And first up, this was in tech news in Australia this week. Google has made a
1: drastic threat to disable its search engine in Australia if the federal government passes laws forcing it to pay news outlets for content.
2: Google is threatening to cut off Australian access to its search engine if a world-first media code
0: here becomes law. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, stop your engines. Google is threatening to turn off its search engine in Australia meaning we might have to go back to the old method of trying to find anything out, which always resulted in me being told to, ask your father, can't you see I'm busy? Mel Silver, managing director of Google in Australia, uh, released a somewhat confusing social media video trying to explain why they're against the news media bargaining code. Imagine your friend asks for a coffee shop recommendation. So you tell them about a few
2: nearby so they can go and choose one and go get a coffee. But then you get a
0: bill to pay all the coffee shops simply because you mentioned a few of them. Okay, interesting analogy. I see what you're trying to do there. But but I reckon it's a bit more like, um, imagine if there was a flourishing coffee shop industry uh, and then Google and Facebook came along and then gave everyone in the country free coffee in exchange for tracking them and selling their personal information, creating a virtual coffee shop monopoly, decimating the entire coffee shop industry, leading to widespread unemployment. Oh, and all the while, uh, Google's only paying an effective tax rate of a little more than 1%.
2: Last year, it made $4.8 billion in Australia, but only paid $59 million in taxes.
0: And then the few cafes that are left are like, uh, hey, can I have some of that revenue you took from all of us? And Google and Facebook are like, hey, stop asking for money or we'll take away your phone book street directories, encyclopedias and libraries, and then you'll have to ask your, your dad for everything again. And if you're listening in the future and you haven't heard of this story, be sure to look it up on Vista or Ask Jeeves. To world news now, and in Europe... The Dutch Prime Minister, Mark Rutte and
2: his entire cabinet have resigned over a welfare debt scandal. The
0: country's tax office wrongly accused more than 20,000 families of fraud, driving many of them to financial ruin. Yes, and if the Telegraph or the Herald Sun were covering this story, you know the headline would read, "Rutte got rooted. Okay, hang on a second. As an Australian, I, I just can't get my head around this story. So, the Dutch government got caught in a robo-debt-like scandal that wrongly accused thousands of families of welfare fraud. And then they resigned? I mean, what the hell? Were they high? I mean, uh, actually, it was, it was the Netherlands, so they probably were high. I mean, a government actually taking full responsibility for a scandal? Uh, could this story get any more European? After delivering his statement, Mr Ruder rode his bicycle to the palace to formally inform the king. I mean, the only way this story could get more European is if a router uh, stopped off for an espresso and also stepped in dog poop. And finally, without a national vaccination strategy, America's vaccine rollout is falling behind, leaving the state of Washington to reach out to a local famous business. Health leaders in Washington state are turning to Starbucks to get some help distributing COVID-19 vaccines.
2: Today, his state announced a new partnership with private businesses, including coffee giant Starbucks. To help with logistics,
0: Yes, Starbucks is going to help with the distribution of vaccines in America. But first, what they're going to do is uh, water them down so much that you can't taste the vaccine anymore anyway. Uh, and then charge double what your local uh, independent vaccine shop charges. And heaven forbid if someone with the same name as you turns up to Starbucks at the same time. They'll walk out with your vaccine and you'll wind up with a watered down decaf mocha frappuccino you didn't even order. Still better than the Chinese vaccine from what I've heard. But now onto our main story, which is our coverage of the Joe Biden inauguration celebration. And what a night of huge superstars the new administration had lined up for us. Hi, I'm the lead singer from the New Radicals.
3: We pledged if Joe won, we'd get together and play our little song, both in memory and in honor of our new president's patriot son, Bo, and also with the prayer of Joe being able to bring our country together again.
0: Yes, Joe Biden managed to reunite 90s one hit wonders, the new radicals, in what will be the only thing his administration ever does that gets described as radical. Come on, man. Also from the inauguration, we uh, got an audio leak from uh, host Tom Hanks when he was testing his microphone. And wow, I'm just not used to hearing uh, White House audio leaks that sound so nice. All right. Yep. Got it. Thank you very much. Hello, sir. How are you? How are you? Oh, look at the look at the spotlights over the Lincoln Memorial. How cool is that? Quite a change from Trump-era White House audio leaks. I mean, he didn't swear or beg for votes or brag about assaulting women once. I'm just not going to get used to this crazy administration that they have now. Meanwhile, back here in Australia, the inauguration coverage kicked off at 3 a.m., local time, leaving our local TV networks to come up with some creative solutions for filling in late night airtime. So the cash-strapped ABC, instead of uh, paying experts to come in in the middle of the night to provide analysis, or even just throwing some cab charges at some drum regulars, uh, they decided to just keep repeating clips from the swearing-in ceremony over and over again. There is a long way to go yet on this inauguration day, but let's give you a little sense of what we've seen already.
2: Here are some of the highlights from an historic day in Washington.
1: Please stick around. Uh, we are back on air at five o'clock Eastern Daylight Time at the top of the clock, Sarah, uh, Sarah and Lisa, for uh, uh, highlights, including uh, more excerpts of Joe Biden's speech.
0: But first, let's take a look back at today's ceremony with Joe Biden and Kamala Harris being sworn in. Yes, the ABC repeated the ceremony so many times that even the producers of Spix and Specs were like, hey, guys, enough already. We've seen it. Don't need, don't need to play it that many times. And then later in the day, the ABC was so focused on covering nothing but the inauguration, that they immediately cut away from a Scott Morrison press conference when he dared to talk about something other than the inauguration.
1: That is a, an historic moment. And one that I think uh, as a father of daughters, you can, only, you can only celebrate. And I wish her all the best in uh, her very important duties as well. Turning to today though, here in Australia,
0: Gas is key. Okay, we'll leave that there for the moment. Oh, come on, Scott. No one wants to hear you talk about Australia. Read the room. Meanwhile, over on 7 Sunrise, they were having a good old-fashioned piñata party, taking turns at bashing America on its special day. The American economy, as Bruce was saying, um, it's in much worse shape than here in Australia.
2: You've travelled in the United States, the airports are terrible, the roads are terrible, the bridges are terrible. Your job is not secure, you don't know how your kids are going to get to school, and you may be evicted from your apartment. People are asking, is America a failed state?
0: Okay, health system. Yes. I mean, my (laughs) goodness. I'm getting depressed. It was was really (laughs) bad. It's funny because we don't live there. And then over on Nine's Today show, Carl Stefanovic made sure we focused on the important issues himself.
1: I mean, this is the, the wondrous thing about America, which I love having lived there and worked there. You know, um, I remember Barack Obama's inauguration, having been there and covered it a couple of times, uh, having been to and, and, and thoroughly um, let Arlington Cemetery wash over me. So on that particular day, I remember that feeling was, was very different to Barack Obama's. I've got many friends who live in New York, uh, many in LA.
0: Yes, a truly historic day for Karl Stefanovic's everywhere. Meanwhile on Foxtel, Rupert Murdoch's Aussie news channel Sky News was definitely having a normal one. Speaking of unelected
1: monarchs, I couldn't help thinking I was watching a replay of some obscure Eastern European Soviet dictatorship from the 1980s being sworn in as I watched Joe Biden's surreal and farcical inauguration.
0: (laughs) Joe Biden is a puppet on a string. He's not a president. He is the marionette and his masters are Barack Obama and the radical left.
1: Under Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, the initials USA look increasingly like they stand for United States of apartheid.
0: This is the first presidential transfer that has ever taken place in a military zone. I mean, this was an unpeaceful transfer of power.
1: Ron Klein, Biden's chief of staff, has said that in his first days, Biden's top priorities will include climate change and racial injustice, or to call them by their
0: actual name, socialism. Oh, geez. Calm down, Sky News. It's only day one. What what are you going to be acting like three years from now if there's a three years from now? I, I, things aren't going to get that bad. I mean, look here's here's Sky's Sherry Markson trying to outline some of Joe Biden's dangerous and radical socialist policies.
1: You may have missed that the new Biden administration has outlined a raft of tax increases. The most controversial of which is a plan for a new tax on unrealized capital gains. So that's an un, that's an annual capital gains tax on assets someone holds on paper, not just at the point of sale. And this could be a house. Or shares.
0: Oh, my God, there's no way Dictator Joe can recover from that nailing, Sherry Markson. But uh, also, uh, thank you for dedicating so much uh, Australian News Channel airtime to uh, assassinating Joe Biden's tax policies, uh, which do not affect Australians at all. Good job. Oh, hey, but you know who uh, actually got away with saying something positive about Joe Biden on Sky News was uh, former cigar smoking treasurer Joe Hockey.
2: Do you believe he's the right man for this moment?
0: Yes, he
3: is. Joe Biden, with nearly 50 years of experience, uh, is exactly the right person. Not only has he had great trauma in his life, as everyone knows, uh, he is just sort of the wise uh, father-grandfather that America needs at this particular point of time.
0: Yes, very interesting to see uh, Joe Hockey become a Joe Biden supporter on Sky News there. I mean, normally, uh, when he's on Sky News, he's uh, spouting conspiracy theories about Hunter Biden's laptop
3: in relation to the the Hunter Biden laptop story the bottom line is Christopher Wray, the head of the FBI needs to come out and say yes or no. It's not just about the emails and the financial activity there is a whole other story that's being talked about in relation to what was on the laptop. The thing about the email scandal and, and Hunter Biden is it's, it's a very small part of the media market that's actually talking about it. Uh, the anti-Trump media is, is just very disciplined in constantly talking about the coronavirus.
0: Yeah, I don't know, Joe. Maybe the media is more fixated on coronavirus because Hunter Biden's laptop hasn't killed 400,000 Americans. It's also interesting to see Joe Hockey support Biden now because the day after the US election, he uh, went on Ben Fordham's radio show with some interesting theories.
3: In some states, they send out ballot papers to every household. So, for example, in Washington, D.C., they send out uh, ballot papers to every household Uh, And some people got two ballot papers, Um, you know, it might have been, uh, you know, Ben Fordham, Ben J. Fordham, Mr. Fordham, whatever the different titles might be. So there's a chance that electoral fraud has happened. Oh,
0: for sure. Oh, hey, and uh, Joe Hockey, are are you becoming complicit in eroding faith in American democracy? Oh, for sure. Oh, and were you also the worst treasurer we've ever had in my living memory? Oh, for sure. Well, I hope that now that Joe Biden's been inaugurated and the administration's been sworn in and they're trying to f- unite the country and also defeat coronavirus, that, that maybe Sky News will lay off all the electoral fraud conspiracy theories. Uh, right, Rowan Dean?
1: This seems to be a virtual presidency. Um you had uh, no, uh, you know, no real voters on the Biden campaign trail there were, you know, occasionally a handful of people. They stood around in those circles. Everyone. There was about 100 people at any rally. Uh, never any more than that. Uh, we've seen uh, he never actually got out and met any crowds. And now Liz the great moment, the inauguration, which is when the American president speaks to stands in front of the masses of the people who have supported him. There's still nobody. Maybe there wasn't ever, or is that just me
0: being a conspiracy theorist? Hmm, I don't know. Uh, hey, what do you think, Joe Hockey? Oh, for sure. Well, anyway, I'm sure that was just a one-off, and I'm sure that the next four to eight years are going to be just fine now. There's there's no way that any right-wing crazies will watch the Murdoch news media and and, and will feel emboldened to keep believing the election was stolen from them by a racist, radical socialist in Joe Biden. Look, everything's going to settle down just fine, guys. It's not like Sky News has 1.1 million subscribers on YouTube now and is catering to a growing audience of Americans or anything, everything's going to be just fine. Oh, for sure. Welcome back to Newsfighters. Joining us now is one of Australia's weirdest top comedians, winner of Best Newcomer and Director's Choice at the Melbourne Comedy Festival, co-host of the podcast BigSoftTitty.png here on SansPants, and my favorite truck driving simulator player on Twitch. It's Tom Walker. Hi, Tom. How are you going?
2: Hey, Dylan. Thank you so much. Very glad to be here. Now, I'm I'm
0: uh, I'm new to SansPants. You have a one of the top shows on sans pants. What do I need to know? What are the unwritten rules of the Sans Pants family? Because of COVID and lockdown, I haven't I haven't actually met anyone in person. No one's given me a induction. So what do I what do I need to know?
2: Sure. I think the most important thing to know is that everyone At Sandspants is infuriating for a different reason. But the more you find out about them and the way they live their life, people that you thought were normal, you steadily grow to realize should have died long ago (laughs) in a just society.
0: How, so uh, 2020, uh, how's it been? So we had, has COVID lockdown changed your career much? I know you had the podcast. Before then, but is the is the Twitch streaming something that came about because oh, of lockdown? Yeah. I know it's clearly impacted your touring quite a lot. I'm sure you didn't. Melbourne Comedy Festival was cancelled, and and we we planning to go to Edinburgh as well.
2: Yeah, for sure, that was definitely on the cards this year, and it is now off the cards. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, we've we're living in now the future. But I, uh, yeah, no, I did have a Twitch stream before this year, and it's become like you know one of my favourite things to do. The like the amount of um, uh, live performance has obviously gone way, way down uh, those performance opportunities and also how responsible I feel taking them on. Because if I go out and do like, you know, a gig, you know, even if it's a safely distanced gig, then the idea of then going to see my mom the next day is like, oh fuck, do I really want to kill my mom for $75 cash in hand? Hey, you know, that's, like decent, just, that's decent money. <laughs> yeah, people have sold mums for less. You're right.
0: So I've, I've tried to get my head around Twitch. Uh, it's it's usually just people playing video games. And if you don't know the game, I find it kind of boring. And then other comedians I've seen play games and I get bored because they're too focused on playing the games. What I love about Truck Simulator is there is so much room and scope for you to tell jokes, have fun, having jokes with your audience. So how, how did you get into it and... and uh, why this game and how does it how the, how does it all work? You watch for free, but then your subscribers pay to turn the wheel or something. How does it work? Yeah,
2: uh, so so I my gimmick on Twitch is basically I play boring games, games that to other people would be boring, but games that I would be playing in my own free time. Like I have right. uh, at last check three hundred and seventy hours in American Truck Simulator, <laughs> which is just a game where you drive a truck from location to location and then have to reverse park the cargo yes. in it's it's a literal simulator
0: I, it's no there's no yes. like earthquakes or bad guys or or no. or godzillas or anything it's literally just driving a truck
2: yes it is a fundamentally actionless game essentially <laughs> and then the thing that i've added on that is for you know a, an amount of money People can yank the wheel left or right, which will either result in a pure anticlimax, climax or, as it did last night, me ramping over a sedan and clearly <laughs> killing, even though it's not rendered graphically, clearly just pasting a family of three, like truly monster trucking my way over. You kind of monetize it a bunch of ways. People just subscribe to support you doing it. You know, they're just paying like, you know, nine bucks a month to watch the channel without watching a an ad for whatever game twitch is plugging that month i am not good at video games you know like not to the level where people would watch me play the video game because they're like oh this guy can click on the head so fast so i just want to play a boring game where i can riff or talk or like you know find the joke in the game rather than Mm. try my best
0: how often do you do it because you seem to be on there quite a lot
2: uh three days a week right now
0: okay so it's a, part, it's a part-time like, job
2: yeah pretty much yeah me, me and my partner both do it uh my partner demi who we have uh, the podcast with png.
0: now you, you guys had your podcast uh i think you were one of the first uh, uh, couples to have a podcast do you feel bad harry and megan stole your idea that they're they're doing a podcast now
2: yeah, I feel very hurt by that. I also feel very hurt that they stole our proprietary idea, self suck roundup, which is where I go on the forums for uh, auto fallatio and self suck and read our posts from that. I feel I feel like them stealing that is a bridge too far.
0: Are there any other couples you'd love to hear do a podcast? I was thinking. Um Maybe like Kellyanne Conway and George Conway, since they're like she's Trump's uh, campaign manager and he's against it. He's against Trump. Or like, I was thinking historically, I would love to hear Arthur Miller and uh, Marilyn Monroe do a podcast together. That would be awesome.
2: Oh, for sure. I think Marilyn Manson and Dita Fontees would be great because Marilyn Manson's whole thing is just being the spookiest possible man and trying to be a dumb person's idea of a smart person. And Dina Von Tees lives in a big glass, as far as I can tell. I don't know. I'd like to hear Lizzie and Charles have a go if we're on the Monarchs still. I'd oh, yeah. I'd love to hear. I mean, uh, give Charles a live mic and he'll say some pretty- He has
0: had phone calls leaked before. Kyle
2: and Jackie O adjacent stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, I have seen you do stand-up. I saw you at the, at the Opera House um, recently, actually. Oh, my before. God. And you mentioned there you, you studied clowning. Um, is that a word we need to, to take back? Because uh, I'm, I'm, I hate to say it, I'm guilty of calling people like Donald Trump a clown.
2: Maybe this is self-loathing talking here, but no, you're absolutely right in defacing <laughs> the meaning of the word clown. They need to be brought down at all costs.
0: Now, now we've got a new president I'm sure I'll be using it a lot less. I'll try and cut back a bit.
2: Oh, yeah, certainly. Uh, let's go, Biden, baby. <laughs>
0: it can't get any worse. That's, <laughs> that's for sure. Oh, it so can. Oh, okay. It's going to get so <laughs> much worse. There's no, just because someone else is at the helm of the ship doesn't change
2: the fact that the ship is fucking broken in half. We're going down, dude. We're going down. I don't know. It's nice that he's got his hand on the wheel, but the runner ain't in the water. It's fucked. I don't know. Hopefully I'm being catastrophic. Um,
0: all right. Well, thanks for that. Uh, what do we have to look forward to on Truck Simulator Twitch coming up? Oh, yeah. Do you want to give us the websites, the plugs, all that kind of stuff before yeah, we Yeah, sure. Well, how, do we, how, do we, how do we find yeah. this? How do we find this?
2: Sure. Twitch.tv slash Tom Walker is good. That's my handle on all my socials because it's a very common name and all the ones that aren't long and stupid sounding are long gone by the time I get to a platform. So yeah, uh, Tom Walker is good on everything. Keep posted there. And I've been posting uh, stream highlights to YouTube under the Tom Walker and Demi Lardner channel.
0: Um, And we'll keep listening to PNG.
2: Hell yeah. Oh yeah. And I have a special on Amazon. I should plug that. It's called Very Very It. It's good. It's a mime show.
0: Excellent, excellent. Uh, thanks for joining us, Tom Walker. Thanks, man. Have Thank you. a good you. one. Cheers. Okay, that's Newsfighters for today. The 26th of January, 2021. Newsfighters is written, presented, and produced by me, Dylan Bain, for Sands Pants Radio. To support the show and hear the extended interview with Tom Walker, subscribe to Sands Pants Plus at sanspantsradio.com/ slash plus, where members can also join our Discord. I have no idea what a Discord is or how it works, but I've logged in and I think it's some kind of chat room. Um, So anyway, I'll be popping by there. Come and say hi. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Facebook and subscribe on YouTube. Keep fighting and bye for now. This
1: is News Fighters, Australia's funniest news summary podcast. Oh, for sure.